0: Today's our guest is Curtis May from Practical Wealth Solutions. Welcome, Curtis. Good morning. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Curtis. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself, share me a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah, so my name is Curtis May, and uh I'm I'm the host of one the practical wealth show podcast, and I am the, I guess, the principal and the founder of Practical Wealth Solutions, which is a firm we teach what we call principles based planning and also something y'all will hear in the marketplace called infinite banking and but our goal is to teach principles financial principles that help our clients become and remain financially free is the is the short version <laughs> and i've been doing it since my junior year in college so i've been in financial services since 1985.
0: awesome awesome and thank you very much for sharing a little bit more about your background so, would you share me a little bit more about infinite banking solutions?
1: Mm-hmm. So, infinite banking, or becoming your own banker—some people call it the private reserve or cash flow banking banker yourself. Basically, it's a, it's a, um, it's a strategy, right? And it's a, it's a concept, really. So, if the concept is, and the whole concept is using properly structured dividend paying, permanent life insurance, we, a whole life insurance as a as a place to store liquidity and a place to store your cash. So the idea, the whole idea is that, you know, most people think the key to growing their wealth is investing, i.e. is to find better investments that pay a higher rate of return. But most of us give about 30, if you add things you finance, probably 35, 30, 35% of every dollar leaves out the back door in the form of debt to others. So banking is all about creating a pool of capital that you control that can move at cost to meet some needs you have. So if you what, think about this, if you could put it somewhere where you could use money without using it. So every time we we save money, people do real estate. Uh, I, I, was t- I just left, came back from an event. Says Oh, I did a flip and they have this money. So what they'll do is they'll, okay, but they use it for to invest in their next deal. And now they empty out their liquidity. And so when we use banking, we will store it somewhere, a properly structured policy where you can borrow against it, right? Right. And you go into your next deal, but still have your money making money for you. So we've got clients with that strategy that are keeping their money working all the time. So and they've saved enough in the strategy that they've become uh, been able to replace, for example, uh, for their down payments. Uh, some people have been able to some of my clients actually don't even need like hard money lenders because they can get the property to have enough to tie up the property, have enough to rehab it using their own banking system, using their own pool of money, and then they can leverage it. They don't even get charged interest for a year, right? And so they're turning around their deals in three, four months. And then when they fix it up, they cash it back out, they pay their bank back with interest, and then they go on and do their next deal. So it's all about control all of your money <laughs> that you make right now, all the rent you collect, all of your cash flow is going to somebody's bank. But the the challenge is according to Nelson Nash. So if you want more information about this, go to the source, get the uh the book, Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. Nelson says all money is flowing into somebody's bank. You just don't, you rent the banking function to Bank of America or to Wells Fargo. And what we say, look, you can be a customer of the bank or you can be the bank. So we just teach people how to store their money uh, somewhere that allows them to be able to control their their cash flow, their financing, and basically buy back the money they're giving away to third party lenders, and that that's it. So we start with efficiency. How can you keep more of what you make?
0: Got it. And thank you. And uh, how privatized banking can create more velocity. So, well, one of the ways it creates velocity is
1: through uh, what we call simultaneous use, okay? And so if you've got a dollar and you, you you know, you you, you put it into a properly structured policy, well, you know, you can only borrow against what you saved, just to be clear, right? Okay, if y'all call me like, oh, I want to create wealth with life insurance. So you got to put some money in there first, but you can borrow against your 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 capital. So the money's in the policy, earning a rate, you know, three, four percent. Uh, you can leverage it. So you borrow the insurance company's money. Now you're buying an asset. It's earning money tax free. It's it's um, it's insurance and it's earning dividends. So you got one dollar doing like three, four, sometimes five jobs. So so if I borrow it and I take 20, I have a client, for example, I'll give you a quick example. So I had a client, we we, we got money in policy. She took a loan to buy a turn. She's in Philly. She took a loan to buy a turnkey property in Birmingham, Alabama, turnkey single family home for the 20% for the down payment. She uh she got a regular mortgage for the other 80%. So now she she basically did it with a 100% financing. So but just the cash on cash return on the property was like 17% and then we used the rent to pay back her loan, right? And then she's, so she never took money out to put it into the down payment. Uh so she really has her money still in her policy earning money. The tenant is paying back the policy loan, giving her money money available to use again. And then she's taken that money and she's, she bought something else that's summer going to talk to her, but all of her money's in motion. That's what the velocity of money means. It's just an economic principle.
0: Got it. Got it. Thank you. And so would you share me your five principles of personal finance?
1: Sure. So the framework of how I teach banking, so in my system and our system of practical wealth, banking is step two, okay? And so what we teach are principles, principles that help you become and remain more importantly financially free. Principles drive strategy and strategy drives tactics, okay? Like when you talk about insurance, that's a tactic, that's a product that you buy. Those are, those always come last. So the principles are and there, I didn't invent them. If you read the Richest Man in Babylon, principles are your your money rules of your philosophy about how money hits your account. And what I find, I mean, sometimes a lot of people don't really have principle. They're just out there trying to make money. So principle number one is save. Okay, save fifteen percent or more of your gross income. So if you make a hundred grand, I want you saving fifteen to twenty thousand of that. Just you know, or more, right? And um, because the first rule of wealth is part of all you earn is yours to keep. So that's just the philosophy I've got to save as I make. I've got to pay myself first. This and that's key. I can go into that more if you have time a little more deeper, and I'll give you a tactic on how to do that. But if you're in business, a great book is uh Profit First, where you can learn how to kind of do that or Profit First for real estate investors. And you know, there's different, different books along those lines. I kind of teach a, a variation of that. The the second principle, and this is what I find is, is a lot of people, even successful people in business and real estate, they miss this part, which is protection, right? Maximum protection. And uh, so I was working with a client that have probably $3 million in real estate. And I and I was going over their protection parts and, you know, not enough insurance on the liability side of the car insurance, no umbrella policies. They did sell up LLCs, but your first line of defense is not your LLC. It's insurance. OK, and see, so you get a a million dollars of umbrella coverage. It's called a general liability policy. Now your insurance uh, companies, lawyers step in to protect you should you get sued if they there's a slip and fall on your property. And so you want them working for you and you do that for a few hundred dollars a year paying an insurance premium. That's protection. You know, protection is... Uh, what if you get hurt and you can't work? What if you get sick and you can't work? What if you die? So the second principle is maximum protection. I call that playing defense, very important. Most people are, there's are a lot of gaps in that because it's not sexy, okay? And uh, the third pillar is full replacement of assets at death. I call that a legacy of creating a legacy of wealth and the wisdom to go along with that. You know, it's, why are you wealthy and, and you pass it on and, you're, and, you're, and your family squanders all the money. So so you've got to have, you know, your state stuff set up. You need to have proper life insurance. You need to have trust. And, but you need to, how, how are you training? Are you all playing cash flow? Are you teaching people? Are they going with you and looking at, you know, what business you're doing? they understand how your family made money and how to keep it, right? And then the fourth pillar is, this is a big one also that most people skip, is liquidity. See, most people, you got people out there to stay broke. I just get money and I just flow into the next deal. No, that's stupid. It, okay you need to have access to capital and so we teach people to have 90 days as your emergency fund and 6 to 12 months of your income liquid now and i'm saying the cash in the bank but you know we store it in the, in the infinite banking strategy but you need liquidity money that's liquid you can use it you have control and it's guaranteed that savings and you want to be able to get to money for opportunities to make more money for emergencies, you know, or, you know, COVID stuff there, you know, COVID in the real estate uh, industry, uh, the government made it legal for your tenants not to pay you. Well, what if you, you know, you were living rent, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, because you're waiting for your rents to come in and you didn't have enough reserves. That's what you got to focus on. And then if, if you don't need it, then you've got money to take advantage of people that not take advantage, but take advantage of opportunities that present themselves because you're liquid And you can buy somebody's business property for, you know, pennies on a dollar. Okay. And the last one, uh, Rami, is velocity, right? Velocity, what we call the velocity. Most people are taught what we call the accumulation theory, right? Which is buy and hold. This is what like 95% of the financial advice is out there is about. Um, But it's designed for employees, right? It's buy and hold, get out of debt, buy a term investor difference, max out your 401k, you know, it's it's all about the S&P and the, and the stock market and, you know, magic of compound interest. But when you look at institutions, they don't do any of that kind of stuff. They they um, they focus on what velocity. Right. They, so they what I call it, you look at corporate finance, what do they teach? Velocity of money, how to keep money moving, get your money back, flow it out into something else. They buy assets with an asset, something that pays you to own it. So they focus on cash flow. Guys, you cannot eat equity. Net worth is is okay. It's a good metric, but that's not the metric that's important. You need cash flow. Cash flow allows you to go on vacation and stay on vacation. Equity doesn't do a damn thing and then um, uh, as a lead indicator. So maybe it's a lag indicator, but it's not a lead indicator. The fourth, and then it's they focus on leverage, using other people's money, and then um, where as in velocity method, you know, uh, institutions use permanent insurance as where they store the liquidity. So principle five is understanding that investing is not about buying something, it's really more about becoming something. You know, you become an investor, you become a good business person, And you want to work on that transformation folks investing is not risky being uneducated is risky. And so you can't abdicate your responsibility to be a good steward of your money.
0: Got it. And thank you for sharing five principles of personal finance. Mm -hmm. Really Great concept. Thank you. And would you elaborate a little bit more about your, you know, investing? Uh, three rules of investing.
1: So the three rules of investing. So what I do is basically I teach the five principles and three rules of investing. So investing rule number one is invest in your expertise. Invest in yourself. Be invest in becoming an expert. Invest in what you know. Okay you know your business you know real estate you know cat you how to develop cash from cash return you know you invest in what you know the second rule is is um investing what you can control which you can influence the outcome does it cash flow can you through some sweat equity improve your performance by what you do okay not hoping Some market goes up or down that you can't control. That is definite by definition, not investing. That is speculating. Okay. And the third rule that we teach our clients is stop. Don't chase returns. So most people are chasing returns. You can't do that. You have to become an expert at something, invest in which you can control and stop, stop chasing returns. Okay. Stop having fear of missing out. Stop putting money into, oh, I heard crypto was great. Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not. What do you know about it? Because if you don't know about it, you're speculating, right? And you're, you have fear of missing out and you may get lucky, but you know, that I wouldn't bet my life on that, you know, a semi-control freak, right? So I want, I need to know what's going on. And, um, you know, when you know what's going on, you need to understand economics a little bit. If you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. You know how to position yourself and see opportunities coming down the pipe. If you'll pay attention. Got
0: it. And loved it. Loved your three roles of investing. Let's shift towards another concept called cash flow mapping so would you share a little bit more about that concept
1: yeah so most wealth this is really important because this is what i've found in working with people over the last 30 years or so is that most wealth two big problems one is most people don't have enough capital enough liquidity but the number one reason why they don't is because they fall prey to what i call parkinson's law which says that expenses rise to meet income. So if you make it, you will spend it if you don't have a system for uh managing cash flow. So some people will call it a budget. We don't like budgeting because budgeting is like driving a car. It looks at history. So it's like driving your car looking through the rearview mirror. We teach people to run, I mean, drive looking through the windshield. So you want to manage your money. And when it hits your accounts, you need to tell it where to go instead of asking where it went. So what we have a, a, a tool called a cash Cash flow map, where we actually will look at your personal map and show you how to organize it into, you know, like a couple of different buckets. You have an income bucket, you've got fixed bills, you've got variable bills, you've got savings. And still, instead of having all of it in one account, we show you how to segment it so you can see what's going on. And I tell, well, look, I don't care about budgeting. If you can save 20% of your income, I don't care what you do with the rest of it, but you need to get control of your money. You need to create what we call a lifestyle ceiling because you make more, you'll spend more unless you pay attention. So we say, tell your money where to go. And what one of the trick is to, is to one, you got to identify, you know, so I'll give you a quick, quick thing. So you'll, we say, look, all right, look at your fixed bills. What is fixed? Mortgages, credit card payments, subscriptions. I would organize into one, into one account. When money comes in, I would, we, we teach people to create a wealth, uh, what we call a wealth capture account and then take 15% off the top. If you have a job, have, you know, set it up so it goes in automatically. Savings account or checking account. And then you have a variable account and you might have either a, a, a checking account. is the only thing I'll let you have your debit card with or either a credit card. And then you just sort out like if it's on, on your, what I call variable money, gas money eating out, figure out what you need a week and put that money into the account, okay? Or do it on a credit card, but you have to zero the credit card out at the end of 30 days. And we organize that. And then what you do is you'll start to see, I have people that have never had any money. I've had them set up that wealth coordinator nation account and we got control of their cash flow and now we're we're you know helping them pay down their their non-preferred debt, their credit card debt. So it's just a service that we offer. Uh, if you want a primer on how to think like this, especially if you're in business, a great book uh, that kind of helped me think about this uh, profit first by Mike McCallowitz. you know, and it's basically the envelope system for business owners. If you read The Richest Man in Babylon, part of all you earn is yours to keep. You know, you've got to make yourself a priority. And so we have a you know, I have a if I can find a link a, a book. <laughs> where we give out the um, a, a, a free report called Link. I'll, I'll give you for the show notes that we give out a, a report called Budget Stink. Okay. And we'll go over some exercise to show you how to do that. And if you like that, you can reach out to my office and we'll we'll set up a, a short uh, uh talk to show you how it works. But that's that's what it is. It's basically tell your money where to go instead of asking where it went. Most wealth is lost by how people manage or don't manage their money. So step one is get control of your cash flow.
0: Cool. And thank you. Thank you for sharing cash flow mapping concept. And let's shift towards some personal questions. So would you share any any one person habit that have impact on your you know your life?
1: Yeah um stay in shape okay you, you need energy to build a business. I would say personal development is big that that's a major factor of you know reading, um, going to you know events, masterminds and just constantly what I call as you know I'm a basketball player working on my game and so you've got to get around winners you got to get around people that are doing what you want to do they stretch you because you can't you can't expand your own vision so that's you know really focusing on personal development reading 10 15 pages a day is something i do religiously awesome
0: awesome and any books that have impact on your life
1: oh my god where do we start so i will give you thank you grow rich uh becoming your own banker, I mentioned before, uh Rich Dad, poor dad really changed my view, my worldview on the financial industry. And uh that's kind of got me to what I was doing today as I realized what he was teaching and what I was doing, you know, with mutual funds and teaching about term investor difference were different. And when you start to study wealthy people, they do different stuff. Okay. And so, you know, success leaves clues. Another great one is the richest man in Babylon, you know, just basic fundamental things. When Meet and if people's kids are graduating from high school, or college, I give them that book and or rich dad poor dad.
0: Cool, thank you. And how can listeners can connect with you, Curtis?
1: So I would say the the first thing I was is uh, check out the podcast, the Practical Wealth Show on iTunes or wherever you listen to shows, um, and, and our YouTube channel. And then if you want to, you know, talk, you know, have a conversation. If I said something crazy that intrigues you, you can always go to uh, Practical Wealth Advisors and click. Or to my Instagram channel, uh, and just look up Curtis May and click uh, in my link tree or at our website. Click apply to work Curtis, and we'll, we'd love to have a short conversation with you. And um, this is a long title, so I would give you two things. I'm gonna give you one for the show notes to how to get the cash flow map report, and if you will text P Wealth P W E L T H to five five four four um, we'll, we'd love to send you out a free report we have called Creating Wealth Using the Velocity of Money.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Curtis. And thank you. And thank you for adding value by sharing like five principles of personal finance and three rules of investing and cash flow mapping. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP 360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.